Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome to the All In Podcast Show today. I'm excited to introduce you to Udo Erasmus. Udo, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be on. This is gonna be fun. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I am excited. You know, as I shared with you before the call here, you know, I, I, your product is actually a product that I was taking for years and I was wondering, like, I totally forgot about it. And then I saw you in my mm-hmm. calendar and I'm excited to, you know, one, re- restart, you know, taking the product again, but also hearing what you've been up to and, and mm-hmm. the story behind it, right? That's always yeah. obviously really important. So. So um, I'd like to, you know, uh, uh, hear a little bit about your background and, uh, you know, the story that you hear today. Yeah. Okay. So I I came out of the Second World War. I was in Poland when it was part of Germany. That's where I was born. My parents came from Latvia and Estonia and uh, basically born on a stolen farm. That's a whole other story for another time. And uh, we were refugees when I was two years old in winter fleeing from the communists on dirt roads in horse-drawn hay wagons and the allies were using us as target practice there was no military presence on those roads so we were getting it from the back and (laughs) from above uh, air artillery we made it out you know i got left behind and then i ended up in an orphanage and then i ended up being taken back to berlin and everybody in berlin was leaving and i got put on a, a train to switzerland and eventually and we, eventually we got reunited, but it was a very hard early childhood and everybody was frustrated and people took it out on the kids and I became quite shy and very studious, trying not to figure out how the world works because it wasn't really working that well for me as a kid. And uh, long story short, I ended up in science and then bioscience and psychology, trying to understand how people could live in harmony. I figured that out, that that was a good goal when I was six years old. And then I, mm-hmm. I did my science and I, I left university because I was still looking for something and it had to do with, I think I was looking for my heart, if, if, mm-hmm. if I could be uh, very unfinancial sure, <laughs> in, in my expression. And uh, had some very powerful experiences, inner experiences. But, you know, then I got married and we had three kids and my marriage broke up and I was really upset and I wanted to kill something. So I took a job as a pesticide sprayer because that's what you mm-hmm. do when you spray pesticides, you kill things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Weeds or, or bugs or whatever. <laughs> and I was really careless because I was really, really upset. And I got poisoned by the pesticides I sprayed. Went to the doctor, mm-hmm. said, what do you got for pesticide poisoning? She said, nothing. And that day the penny dropped, you know, oh my mm-hmm. God. It's really, it really is my responsibility and I really do need to take better care of me. So then I, because I had the background, I got into the journals. I figured uh, that if, if, I, if I raise the standard for food, because the body's made out of food, water and air too, but I, I wasn't thinking about that. So I was thinking about food. The body's made out of food and, if, and it turns over every year. Like every year, 98% of the atoms in your body are removed and replaced. So your body is a major construction site and it's always under construction. So if I raise my standard, 
then in one year, the body will be rebuilt 98% to that higher standard. That's called healing. That's why healing is possible. And it was like, and then as I was looking for everything about nutrition and health and nutrition and disease, I got stuck on fats because they were contradictory. You know, on the one hand, they said, I read one study, it said omega-6 is an essential nutrient, means you have to have it, you can't make it, you, you got to have it to live and be healthy, you got to bring it in from outside. If you don't bring enough from outside, your health goes down. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. This is like the really important essential building blocks for body construction. And if you are going down because you're not getting enough, but you bring enough back into the diet, then all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed and you get your health back. And I said, and, and that's the foundation of everything that's done in nutrition and health. The, that definition, it applies to 42 different nutrients. 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, nine essential amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. So that was one study I read. And the next study I read, it says omega-6 gives you cancer and kills you. And I'm going, what? I just got told I have to have it to be healthy. And now you're telling me when I have it, I get cancer and it kills me. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And it drove me so crazy. It forced me to look deeper. And I started looking at how oils are made, found out oils are the most sensitive of all of our nutrients. They should get the most care. They're damaged by light oxygen and heat. So we should protect them from those. And they actually get the least care. We throw them in the frying pan and turn them into smoke. And smoke is clearly <laughs> not something, it's not food, right? In fact, it causes cancer. In fact, um, Cooks who spend eight hours a day in front of frying pans have four times more lung cancer than normal people mm. who only spend two hours in front of the frying pan. Mm. Right? So I said, okay, well, I can't get healthy in oils like this. They should be made with health in mind. And I found out that when the industry makes oil, they do it for shelf life to get that shelf life, long shelf life for very sensitive molecules. They have to diddle with them. So they treat them with sodium hydroxide and then they treat them with phosphoric acid, very corrosive acid and base. Then they bleach them and now they go rancid and they smell bad. So they have to be deodorized. I used to call it destinkerized. Mm. And then when you have that, you have a colorless, odorless, tasteless oil with a two year shelf life. Then they flip it in a plastic bottle. It sits on the shelf exposed to light, which damages oils. Right. And so this oil has, before you even buy it, it's already been heated to frying temperature and mm. about a half to 1% of the molecules are damaged, turned from something natural to something unnatural that never existed in nature for which life never made a breakdown program. So I called him and said, why do you do this when you know it does damage? And he says to me, the, the guy they put on the line for me, with me, uh, research researcher, they, that's what I asked for. He said, well, one of the reasons we, we heat the oil to frying temperature is to get rid of half the pesticides in the oil. And I'm going, what? <laughs> half, <laughs> I didn't even know there were pesticides in oils, right? And then they said, but the other half of the pesticide stays in the oil. Wait, I've just been poisoned by pesticide. This is not good news for me. Mm. So I asked him, why don't you start with organically grown seeds? 
And there was a long silence at the end of the phone. And I waited. And when he got back, he was really angry. He says, I don't know what your problem is. The oil is only 1% damaged and it's 99% good. And if you got 99% on an exam, you'd be damn happy, wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I, that didn't impress me that much because I used to get 100% in my genetics exam because I was really into it. Yeah. But I, then I thought, maybe I'm, maybe I'm overreacting. So I said, did the math. So if you have a tablespoon of oil and it's 1% damage, how many damaged molecules would be in that one tablespoon? This is a question for you now. Mm-hmm. You put me to the test. Yeah, yeah it's just, just ballpark, you know, because you don't mm-hmm. know, right? Because you haven't thought about yeah. it. I'm I, I really people. honestly would have no idea, but if I had to guess, I, I would say it's probably hundreds, if not thousands. Hundreds, not, not thousands? If not thousands. Okay, well, let's say thousands, okay? All right. So how many thousands? Mm. We'll say, let's say like 10,000. Okay, 10,000. So 10,000 is a, a one followed by five zeros, correct? No, by four mm-hmm. zeros. Four zeros, right? Four zeros, yeah. It, yeah, it's actually a six followed by 19 zeros. So your estimate of the damage done to those oils is more than a trillion times too low. Hmm. Now, if you went to the airport and you're going to fly home for the holidays and somebody told you, by the way, did you know that your chance of dying and crashing and dying are a trillion times higher than you thought it was, would you get on the airplane? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I told him in Ireland, I would canoe back to Canada (laughs) if I found that out, right? And But the reason I'm saying that is we underestimate always by at least a billion times the damage, the number of damaged molecules, 60 quintillion. Mm -hmm. That's more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. And you don't use one tablespoon, you use two to four. And you do it day after day after day, and you put it in the frying pan. You got to multiply that by another three to six times because of the damage done by light, oxygen, and heat all at the same time in the frying pan. Hmm. And if you do that for thirty years, you got to multiply that number by almost eleven thousand because that's the number of days in thirty years. Hmm. And the research is very clear that when you fry carbs or protein or oils all three independent of each other, increase inflammation, which is behind just about everything that goes wrong in the body and Mm. the risk of cancer. Mm. And I, when I found all that out, I said, I can't get, I can't get healthy in oils like that. We should make them with health in mind. What does that require? Very tight system, no light, no oxygen, low temperature to the oil, from the time it's in the seed, which is nature's packaging, which is pretty good, through the pressing, the filtering, the settling, the filling, till it's in a brown glass bottle, because plastic leaches into oil, you don't want that. Hmm. Brown glass bottle, put it in a box to cut out all the light. The the bottle's dark, but it's not, doesn't cut out all the light. And then in the fridge, in the factory, no light, oxygen, low temperature. So we, so I had built that system in my head. So it was all a head trip so far, right? <laughs> yeah. 
And then the year after I got poisoned, omega-3 was established as the second essential fatty acid molecule. Same definition that I gave before. Mm -hmm. And I found out 99% of the population doesn't get enough. And every cell needs it. And the body turns it into a whole bunch of other hormones and and antioxidants and anti-inflammatory molecules. But you can't do the conversion if you don't have enough starting material. And I and so I thought, okay, well, we're gonna make oils with health in mind. And omega-3, by the way, is five times more sensitive to damage than omega-6. So I say, okay, we're, we wanna make oils with health in mind. We're gonna protect them in this machinery that I've got in my head. <laughs> Omega-3s are essential. They're the most sensitive of all of the nutrients. And if we brought them back into the diet of the population that is deficient in it, 99%, we could help almost everybody. And I lit up like a firecracker. Hmm. That was my firecracker moment. Oh, my God, we could help so many people. You know, there's something really feels good about helping somebody with whatever it is that interferes with the quality of life or whatever it is that can give them even more quality of life than they have. I don't think there are any other things that are really worth doing. Right. So I got, oh, I got, oh my God, if we, we could, I was so, I got so excited. And that was the driver behind the whole project. I had no business background. I had good science background and I had enthusiasm up the yin yang. Right. Right. And that's what drove the whole project. And we made we made business decisions right and left because we had a standard for the oil and we wouldn't do business with people who didn't justify, who didn't adhere to those standards because we felt we knew the kind of care that these oils need at the front end. So we don't have a mess to clean up at the back end. And so they can unfold their health benefits in the body. And the, mm -hmm. so the first oil we came out with was, uh, I got poisoned in 1980. First oil was flaxseed oil because it's the richest source of omega-3, but mm -hmm. it's a poorly balanced oil. I became omega-6 deficient on it with dry mm -hmm. eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in my finger joints and thin papery skin. And I fixed it by taking more mm -hmm. omega-6s and then developed a blend that is properly balanced. And so that's, that's what I've been working with ever since. So there's, okay. that's a short version. We, uh, we, uh, we did a road tour, 101 days in the hottest days of the month in the U.S., mm -hmm. uh, uh, 35 states, 17,000 miles by road, all on raw vegetables because carbs made us tired and meat made, mm -hmm. made us feel heavy. So we did it all on raw vegetables. That was my first uh, uh, exposure to raw vegetables. Literally mm -hmm. worked all day, drove all night. Um, and just told the story and was created a buzz. And uh, that's how flax oil became a household word. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah so, yeah. yeah. So I, I think, you know, from a, so there's a number of different ways we can take this, but I think from a yeah. business perspective, for those listening yeah. to this, right, is, you know, you're, you're passionate about something that, that, you know, was near and dear to you with your health, right? Um, something that you had a real pain and problem with and you mm -hmm. created a solution, right? So that's the, you know, the classic, you know, a story that you always hear of, you know, the people that have done big things in the world where they, you know, they've gone and had a problem, had a pain um, or something that was, you know, they were really passionate about. 
and figured it out, right? And seeing that you, you know, you you took that and really obviously dove, you have the science background. I think there's no yeah. coincidences, right? Like out of all the people in the world that probably have had pesticide poisoning, right? Um, like probably no one has that story or very few people have that story of like, they actually went and did something about it, right? At the level right. you have, right? So right. That's, that's awesome to hear. And, right. and for those listening, you're recognizing that you may be struggling with something in your life that you might have the solution you know, uh, closer than you think, right. To actually figure it out. So I want to hear like a little bit about like, so obviously when you started the business, right, you had to find a manufacturer, right? So what was that like, you know, finding somebody that actually was in alignment with, you know, your beliefs around what it had to be? Uh, you know, they, the, the, I, I wrote a book. That's the first thing I did. It was called okay. fats and oils. The, okay. the, the current version is fats that heal fats that kill and told the story. Right. Because when I realized what I had learned, it took me like almost six years to write the book. Mm -hmm. And I had learned so much from going to the library. This was before internet, right? right? Going to the library and digging out the big tomes and reading the studies and then making notes and writing, you know, doing all that, like really a lot of work. But right. I was excited about it. And so right. the work wasn't, it didn't seem like a lot of work. So... Uh, so I wrote the book and then the book found the audiences and I was an author books give you enormous credibility and it was a good book because it it took a topic that is poorly understood and made sense of it, it wasn't the right. best book I think uh, I got better at writing I actually wrote right. the book three times the second mm -hmm. time I was 30 30 pages into the book and uh, I I was reading it and I said, I wouldn't buy this book. So I knew I had to start over again. And on the third try, it all fell into place. I literally wrote out of 59 chapters, I wrote 54. They just like, I didn't do anything except sleep and hygiene and eat and write. And it like, it almost wrote itself. It's almost like it was channeled. You know, right. I don't, I'm not, I'm not big on channeling, but it just was, it was there. And I had moved in with my mother. So I was getting free room and board because I wanted to write this book because I thought other people could benefit from what I had learned because I had good background and I had never, I didn't know a lot of what I learned <clears throat> because in, in your education, they don't talk about the damage done by processing. That's a no, no, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because they get grants from the people who damage the oils. Right? right and so and so uh uh yeah it was it was it's funny it's you know my best breakthroughs have come from my some homemade and some imposed disasters mm -hmm. and there's a way to find your way through it that opens up to say oh my god if this happened to me you know i could help to prevent it from happening to other people either by warning or by or by or I could help them through it as they're going through it. And in a way, that's not very different from, you know, I the, what are the big breakthroughs that human beings have made? We don't remember most of the people who are responsible for it. But you know, we have electric light, that's why you can see a bit of my face. And we have a technology, somebody came up with that. And I'm sitting on a chair, somebody came up with that. And I got I got central heating somebody came up with that we don't know who came up with it but we are the beneficiaries of an enormous number of people who had some kind of a brain something or other right mm -hmm. who had some kind of a an idea some kind of an inspiration some kind of a 
drivenness, some kind of something that made the make all these breakthroughs, glass and you know, door hinges. And I mean, if you look around and say, "Oh my God, you are you are living a nice life," on the efforts of so many people who nobody gives credit for to because nobody even knows who they are anymore. Right. Yeah. So from from the perspective <clears throat> of you know, as you're growing your business, uh, you know, obviously you're in a, I wouldn't call it a controversial industry, but when you start preaching health, right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's obviously people that oppose, you know, the science behind what, you know, what a healthy person believes is, you know, good for you. Right. Um, have you, have you experienced any type of challenges like, you know, call it institution, government, you know, FDA, you know, I get, you know, we don't make claims here and all that type of stuff, but yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. there's science to back up what you're doing, right? Yeah. But I'm just well, curious is, about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a difference between the science and the marketplace. The science right. on health is not complicated. You know, we're creatures right. of nature mm-hmm. and, and we eat nature to build our bodies mm-hmm. and, and just like every other creature. And nature's mandate for health is actually fresh, whole, raw, organic food. For humans, the research is pretty clear, mostly plant-based. That's, that's if you want to be healthy. That's not a lot of controversy. There are people who argue about it, but not that much. Right. What I, the controversy is more in the marketplace where people are fighting for turf, right? And so, or there's turf protection. And the industry said, you know, the body can't convert flax into fish oil. The research didn't say that. The industry said that. That was turf protection. And it's not true, right? And Mm -hmm. there are all kinds of ways that you can improve your conversion because that depends on what else you're doing. So there's always a big context. And the the studies were like some of them said 21% conversion and some of them said 0% conversion. Why the difference? Because the context is different. Right. Mm-hmm. And they ne- and they often don't make the context clear. So then you get confused. Generally, it's the context or they're cheating. You know, you can also mm-hmm. we know science well enough. We can we can make an experiment to show anything we want to show. Probably the biggest challenge was the FDA. We were in Canada. The FDA closed the border to flax oil because they had used uh, they had uh, um they had determined that linseed oil, which is a version of flaxseed oil that has been treated with drain with uh, sodium hydroxide, phosphoric acid, bleached, and heated to frying temperature, mm-hmm. they they were the opinion that it was an unsafe food additive because of its sensitivity to damage, mm-hmm. and so they closed the border. So over Thanksgiving in 1987. Uh, we had to move our production to Washington state and started to make the oil there because then the FDA had to, on a border, they have a hundred percent jurisdiction. They don't have to, you don't have to, they don't have to prove anything. They just say, nope, you're not bringing it in. That's it. Dictatorial control, right? Mm-hmm. When you, if, but in the, in the U S they would have to take us to court and they would have to prove a case. Right. They didn't do it. We we were we had Democles' throat uh, a sword hanging over our heads for ten years. Mm-hmm. They never took us to court, and I had a chance to talk to one of the directors, and asked him why didn't you guys sue us? 
He said, well, we wanted to, but you would put a three month shelf life on the oil, which is hard to work with. But we were sure that within three months, the way we had made it and how we were dealing with it, the, the oil was fresh. And so they said, we measured the oil a number of times. It was never damaged within the shelf life that you had put on the bottle. And so that's what saved us. And they had put out the word that linseed oil was, was, uh, was an unsafe food attitude. And we knew better. We are called ours flax oil to make a distinction between mm. the, the damaged stuff and the st fresh stuff we were making. So we called it flaxseed oil to make a distinction. And um, I forget what I was going to say. Um, Anyway, so, so we, we basically got away with it. For the rest of it, there were probably lots of op obstacles. I never saw them. I never saw the mm -hmm. obstacles just because I was focused on the goal. And then, you mm -hmm. know, it's like we, we ran out of money at one point, you know, and we just figured out what we needed to do. And at one point, the people we were working with, they cut us off and stopped our credit cards we found somebody else to help us but i never saw that as challenges or obstacles because we were so on fire mm -hmm. for what we were doing and the value of doing it and it's like i mm -hmm. I, I gotta say you want to get something done <laughs> if you can get, if you can be on fire for what you want to get done you would call it all in right right exactly yeah if 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 yeah. you can if you can find something to do in your life where you're so on fire that you're all in, your chance of succeeding are huge. We had no money either when we started. Right. You know, That's it's like awesome. I, I was yeah. I was making money on my book. I think I made about eight thousand dollars a year on the book. Mm -hmm. right? right. So that was my total income. I had one guy was on welfare. One guy was uh, was unemployment, on unemployment, and. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's that's who I had. So who were these people? Well, they were people who got stoked by by the enthusiasm that I had. Right. And it, it's literally yeah. it pulled them together. They were not the best or most qualified people, but they were sure. they came into that into that into that flow of energy. Right. And that's awesome. And when that, you have that that level of belief, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said it's amazing. Honestly, there was a buzz around North North America, and we created that buzz just because right. we were so excited about. Oh my God, we could help so many people. Yeah. So, so what's the what's the goal for you going forward? What do you? Well, I I went from I I did that. I'm still working with it, and I went. Mm -hmm. I was on the road for 15 years, six to nine months, living out of a suitcase in 40 countries. Mm -hmm. So okay. this is this is a continuing project, but then I got into digestion because digestion is the second most neglected area and work with mm -hmm. digestive enzymes and probiotics and fiber. And, uh, and then I started doing that. And then I started working with greens because greens are the foundation of all nutrition. Mm -hmm. And then I started what else affects health. And I started thinking about, oh my God, everything affects health. So then I got into uh, turning total health into a teachable field. So now you talk, mm -hmm. got to talk about mindset and heart set and, and belief systems, they play a role, but you also got to talk about social group and the environment because they affect health. And you got to go inward to 
the unconditional love that is your individual essence and the peace that is your universal essence because those also affect health and then you got to and then you can take it out to the furthest reach infinite awareness you basically you live within that energy within that peace and that energy and that peace live within you right and when and in fact life energy which is solar energy which goes through green plants into molecules stored in the bonds between atoms in molecules we eat them and in our cells they're broken up and that solar energy is released and now we call it life because life is solar energy and it's omnipresent omnipotent and omniscient in your body runs everything weighs nothing and outlives your body because that energy cannot be destroyed right and you are actually that unconditional love that energy oh my god what if we took the time to become you know time to do nothing to be instead of to do and just got a feeling for what how rich our life is just as life and what if eight billion people did that because once I feel unconditionally loved, that's my first purpose, by the way, because I got given this mm. gift and only I can enjoy this gift. Mm. Only you can enjoy that gift. Only you can enjoy that, the gift you have, if you're able to listen to this or watch this, right? So that's purpose one. And purpose two, after you feel unconditionally loved, there's only one purpose left, helping. Right. What needs to be done? How can I make the biggest splash for good in the time I have? You know, what, how can I help? You know, where can I, where can I, where can I put some energy? Cause I don't need it for myself. You know, I, I, I'm not a narcissist once I feel taken care of. It's not about me anymore. Right. right? right. But until I feel ca taken care of, there's always a narcissistic angle to it because it's like before I felt like that, it was always like, what can I do that'll get me taken care of? And I wouldn't do things that needed to be done. That would be good to do things that need to be done is good business, right? But I wouldn't right. do certain things because I couldn't see how they would take care of me. And so I wouldn't do it. And then that changed. It's like, no, you know what? Let me do whatever needs most to be done. That's why oils first, digestion second, greens third, and then expanding it, total health, and, the, and, and human nature, because it's all based in nature and human nature. So that's what I'm working on now, figuring out how to put that together. I have so much information, a lot of it experiential that isn't widely available, but completely logical when you hear it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, uh, it's hard to structure it, because I run on enthusiasm more than on structure. So I get mm -hmm. people to help me with structure. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, there's a lot there, right. That you just shared just in that last few mm -hmm. seconds, which I believe is a whole nother episode at another time. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> it's like, right. And, um, and, and it's right in alignment with what I, you know, how I think and believe. So there's definitely uh, stuff that can be learned there. Yeah. I'll see what you come up with next to, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, to help more people. So I, I want to <laughs> hear, um, you know, just how obviously people can look you up, you know, uh, I know you're all over oh, yeah. you know, the internet. Right. But yeah, uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? 
Okay, my website is udoschoice.com, U-D-O-S choice.com. And we talk about the oil and the enzymes and the probiotics and how we made them, why we made mm. them. And so there's quite a bit of good stuff there. Um, I have another website. It's called udoerasmus.com or theudo.com. And okay. this other new stuff is, is more on that. It's a work in progress. I, I don't like it yet, but we've, mm -hmm. we've started. We have a couple of reasonable courses there. Um, uh, some of my podcasts are there. I've got quite a few podcasts on on Facebook, no, on Google. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you do Udo Erasmus podcast or podcast slash Udo Erasmus, there's and they're always about oils or about human nature, all of that stuff. I think the biggest mm -hmm. issue is these days is that human beings need to become self-present because it's from the disconnection of ourselves and the discontent that comes from that, that we're doing things that are destructive to ourselves, each other, and, and the planet. Hmm. And uh, we're now under quite a bit of pressure to take ourselves on. And COVID hmm. was very helpful in that regard because all of our distractions <laughs> got hmm. taken away, right? <laughs> so my joke was, well, hey, look, if you can't go outside, go inside. Right? And if you know how to do that, you know, I could sit in my living room in the middle of COVID and say, wow, so much peace here. Oh, my God. Right. Life is so good. Right. And yeah. not be tied up in fear and tied up in this and that. And what if, what if, what if, what if. That's how we drive ourselves crazy. Right. And people make yeah. people take advantage of the fear that they can create in order to make us do things they want us to do that mm -hmm. may or may not be a good agenda. Right. So, you know, so, so if you, if you have that kind of sense of yourself, that you're okay, no matter what happens on the outside, because you are okay on the inside, that peace never leaves you, that unconditional love never leaves you, you can be basking in, in all of that stuff in the middle of a war. I didn't know that as a two year old, but, hmm. but you can't, if you know how to do that, you can, and you would probably not be starting wars if you did. Hmm. right right so exactly yeah we can we can definitely go into that uh, yeah that's that's, uh, a, that's a whole other series right there right yeah so, yeah so one um i appreciate you taking the time to be here and the impact that you're having in the world you know through your products your mission you know and yeah. your heart it's obviously evident you know that you you want to impact and help others uh, see what's possible and live healthy, you know, harmonious lives. So I'm excited to yep. see what's next. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to be here again. And, and uh, I look forward to continuing to see the journey. Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.